and welcome back to Anne and Emily Wrestle Podcast. I know that we have been saying that we are going to get away from doing depressing shit, and we are not a news podcast. Our job is not to come here and cover the fucking news. My name is Annalise. It's episode 49 of Anne and Emily Wrestle Podcast. With me, as always, is my tag team partner. She is the Vicar of Doom, the, the Reverend of Destruction. She is the greatest heel of all time and one half of the only eight-star match in the history of professional wrestling. Rate it, Dave Meltzer, you coward. Descending from the rafters in the gimmick sting. Stole from her and owes her approximately $3,587,472 472 and 29 cents. I said that all wrong. It's Emily the Raven. It's 57 cents now and counting. There we go. Em, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm pretty hyped because we have our second guest ever on the show. She is the co-host of Q for Fun. She is the co-host of Anime Sweater. She is the co-host of View for Fun. She is the host of Becoming Army, our um, lovely uh, BTS podcast. And she has just watched her first solid <laughs> hour plus of professional wrestling straight through with no breaks. I almost so started... I almost started cheering Emily, Emily, as you were doing that really great uh, intro for her. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's the my, problem is the problem horn. is even as even as a cool heel, Emily still mostly gets boobs. Aw, that's cause... what I want though. That's what fuels me. The people's hate. Bring it on. You cannot stop me. Yep. So we are not doing any news on episode forty-nine. We sat Sofra Shea and our friend Beth down and had them watch some professional wrestling seriously for the first time to record their reactions to it, some of which will be in this episode. Um, but this is an episode that's a special episode, it's still a numbered episode, about how to get your friends into professional wrestling. And the one thing about getting a friend into any hobby, and then I'm going to turn it over to Emily and Soph for a little bit, is that No one you know is going to like what you like the way that you like it. And no matter how much you like something, it's perfectly okay for another person to come along and say, that's not my thing. I don't like that. Except for K-pop. You have to be in a (laughs) K-pop. Oh, you're going to just make all the metalheads who listen to us just kind of go, what? That's fine. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Okay. So... Getting, getting, getting the host of becoming army out of, out of, out of, out of that that moment. We did not know what Soph's reaction was going to be to this. We did not know what Beth's reaction was going to be to this. But Soph, would it be fair to say you had a fucking good time? It was so much fun. <laughs> Yay! Just going oh, like the the flips and the turns and the. Like, just experiencing anything with a group of people is always more fun than just watching mm-hmm. it by yourself. <laughs> yep. And wrestling is an art form that is really dependent on the audience. And I'm going to, I mentioned Justin Robert Young. Um, shout out to Jury if he listens to us. I don't think he does. He's way too big of a podcaster to come down Huge. to our dozen or two listeners. Um, and 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 join us but uh justin robert young who has lectured about professional wrestling talks about it as being uh, an art form where it's built from the audience in as opposed to the performer out and what that means is that 
in most art forms, painting, music, drama, the audience's reaction does not actually matter that much to the art. It matters to the audience. It matters to the artist, but it doesn't actually affect the art itself. The art can still exist. In professional wrestling, the audience is an integral part of the performance, and if the audience does not react, then it doesn't matter what happens in the ring, it fails. So that's one of the interesting things about going into this is that you have to tell a story in wrestling that is going to make the audience react. And without those reactions, it is nowhere near as entertaining. What up, everyone who had to suffer through pandemic wrestling with me? Um, Oh, God. (laughs) Not that it was all bad. We got got, um, uh, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov out of it, which was... Yeah. (laughs) You know what, though? I super enjoyed the crowd-free pandemic wrestling Mm-hmm. And I, it was like, so from a sensory standpoint of like, um, being autistic and being a fan of something. And it was really hard when like the full crowds came back and everyone is like screaming and yelling. And I even feel like it took a while for, cause I primarily watch AEW and when it comes to American wrestling and I even feel like it took a while for like the sound people to get like the sound levels like the crowd versus commentary versus in ring um which you know you sometimes get some sound it it took some it took a bit for them to get their mojo back of getting that right yep and it 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 um it still isn't quite right if you're watching you know contemporary wrestling in 2023 and when i watch clips or even when i watch full shows sometimes the sound seems off and that's mm. that's that's not a unique thing to any particular brand. I notice it when I watch AEW clips. I notice it when I watch WWE clips. But that is not what we're here for. What we're here for is we were on a mission for Soph. And Emily and I had already seen these matches, and we love them. Actually, Emily, did you see the first match before I showed it to you? Did, or did you not remember it from 2005? I was not watching WWE during that time period. So ah, I okay. had actually never seen that either. Okay. So th- then then you'll get to comment on that as as like, you know, a first time watching it. Um So, so what were your overall impressions about uh your friends dragging you into something <laughs> and then uh making you love it? Uh not that you've ever done that to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. Becoming Army uh, episode ten will come out tomorrow morning, so it will or tonight. Um. Well, like you've shown me like clips here and there. Like I think you've shown me a Sasha. Um, I forget her last name. Thanks, Sasha Banks. You've shown me her. I think you've talked about her before. So I was especially looking forward to the. The, the women's match and it's it's a little hard to like i really enjoyed it but you really put the the context of like where it lies within the story of women's wrestling that's what really helped me enjoy the experience more as you like you would tell the background of of what the match was really about mm-hmm. so i appreciated that and let's be clear i i did that because this is the way to introduce someone to wrestling 
the well, worst a- <laughs> way the worst way to introduce someone to wrestling is to show them what you think your favorite matches are or your best matches are the best way to introduce someone to wrestling is to sit down and have them watch a show that's the best way because then they get th- then they can find all the stuff out for themselves but we picked Emily and I had curated three matches that we picked out and I think that these were three pretty good selections. I think that this is a tasting menu of what I'm going to call fun pro wrestling. Would you would you agree with that, Emily? Yeah, yeah, they were great. Just really good selections. So Yeah. And these aren't these are not by any stretch of the imagination the best matches, although you could make an argument that one of them is actually the best match of the last 10 years. Um they are they're, they're three different styles of matches. And so, um, again, coming back to you, what did you think about yeah. the idea of being different types and being different styles of matches or even different styles of wrestling? Because we did talk a little bit about that. Yeah, you gave us a little bit of the history of the guy that came from, the, was it the English style? Or his yeah. team was from England. Of the, like, the more serious, like... um. I'm really punching you right in the face, kind of strong style. Strong style. That's what that's what it is. Yeah, that yes. versus, um, like how that would influence, like that that style coming over influenced American wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Like the first, um, the first match we watched was obviously extremely different. It seemed way more campy when we first. <laughs> When we were first watching it, not that that's good or bad. It's just a like when when we went to the Orange Cassidy, um, Ty, Tyler, Will Osprey, Will Osprey. I'm sorry, I'm. That's okay. You just learned about these people existed, <laughs> like you know, two hours ago. You know, so. Tyler is a great like if you don't know a white cis man's name, Tyler. Tyler, just, <laughs> it feels pretty solid to pull that. Or out Roy. From. Roy feels good. Sure. sure. Um, like the ma- the male equivalent of a Karen. Exactly. <laughs> Karen's wife is Jeff spelled with a G, by the way. Oh. Or Karen's husband is Jeff spelled with a G. Gotcha. Because um, what a douchebag what a douchebag you have to be to be a Jeff spelled with a G. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> That's like spelling That's... Anne without an E. Exactly. Ooh, ooh boy. Exactly. Ooh. We're gonna get some hate mail now. No, that would, be, that would be the first mail we've ever gotten. Um, so let's talk about the first match that we had you watch. Uh, so if we had you watch from a 2005 SmackDown, what is regarded by many connoisseurs as the greatest squash match of all time, um, uh, Kurt Angle defending his Olympic gold medals against Roderick Strong. That's and right. All, and all Roderick Strong had to do was last for three minutes, and he'd win Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medal. Boy, what he went in your... there so confident. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. What were your impressions of this match? Oh, I'm look, a man being really confident and like overconfident, full of himself. How unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if you don't like our politics, fuck you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and as we did lots of commentary on the outfits, of course, throughout the matches, which is very important to me. And uh, he was um the guy who was defending his medals. He gave off like Wonder Woman vibes like the outfit and I was super into that. 
I know that's a weird thing to, <laughs> a weird thing to comment upon. It's just who I am. You heard it here first. Kurt Angle, America's contemporary Wonder Woman. I, I I have this I have this this feeling that Kurt Angle would actually enjoy this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I think nice. so too. I like it. Um because yeah, uh one of the things about Kurt Angle is that he was never afraid to be just a super dork. Um there's <laughs> there are so many clips of him like just making a complete fool and ass out of himself, um, wearing a tiny cowboy hat trying to be best friends with Steve Austin. Oh my god. <laughs> It's hilarious. Sounds amazing. <laughs> it's it's fucking awesome. But this match this match is is one of those things that reminds you that and people should never forget this that Kurt Angle is probably the most natural professional wrestler in North American history. Um he 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 went from amateur wrestling to professional wrestling in just a matter of months and everyone who talks about Kurt Angle's uh, rookie year they're like no one has ever picked this up as fast as Kurt Angle picked it up or as good as he's picked it up. And he is just, you know, consistently you look, it's hard to find a bad Kurt Angle match. It's hard to find a match of Kurt Angles that you don't want to watch. And that includes his amateur wrestling career, you know, NCAA champion, Olympic gold medalist, so on and so forth. We're talking about someone who, you know, grew up as a wrestler and probably spent at least some time that all amateur wrestlers spend spend some time looking down their nose at professional wrestling, and then went on to do professional wrestling, um, and to do it at, at an amazing level. Um, what were your thoughts on the match itself? Not not just the outfits or the personas, but did well, you, it... were you able to follow the the two minutes of actual wrestling that there yeah, were there? Yeah, I mean, and it's the kind of thing that in the long story of a whole, like, pay-per-view, you gotta have these, like, short little, oh, this guy just comes in and gets his ass kicked in five seconds kind of thing to, like, break up the, the longer matches. So I can see how that would fit into the narrative of a, a longer show. Mm-hmm. And this was all, you know, just, just Kurt Angle doing this to continue to build his feud with... Uh, the uh, WWE champion at the time, uh, John uh, Bradshaw Layfield, and uh, Big Show, who was also involved in that feud. Uh, people, you hear him mentioning the promo before the start of the match. Okay. Um, Emily, this is also your first time seeing this match because, as you said, you weren't as as now. You weren't watching WWE then. You're not watching it now. What do you think of? What do you think seeing? Um, what what would what would be a dream match? you know, five years later, Angle versus Strong. I I don't want to tell you. <laughs> tell me what you think. <laughs> okay, here's what I thought. I'm glad I, was, I'm glad I wasn't watching WWE at that time. <laughs> yeah, I wish I hadn't been either. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. No, say more. <laughs> Well, you know, I get why, I totally get why this is, okay, squash matches, I don't, I'm just going to be upfront. I do not like squash matches. I know why they exist. I think they can be done well, um, and they serve a purpose, but it's not my thing. Um, and I do agree that this one was, you know, pretty effective and as interesting 
as a squash match could be. And even at the same time, I'm just like, oh, this is still not my kind of match. So um, not nearly enough blood. But it's a good selection because, you know, they do exist. They are they are a part of um, storytelling. So, you know, just not my personal favorite. Yes. And cast your mind back to Emily and I booking the Women's Royal Rumble in 2022 and how hard of a time you had emily like someone has to go out first mm-hmm. someone has someone has to get squashed in a royal rumble because not everyone can make it to the final four yeah so. yeah versus like in my like in my ideal world like every match would be like a minimum 20 minutes and most of them would be like 40 to 60 <laughs> yep so, but you there's know what? A reason that's why, why we're I'm friends. Not, <laughs> <laughs> that's, there's also a reason why I don't book. I'm not professionally booking wrestling matches. I guess. <laughs> em, em, Emily, Emily, we, we told you, we told you that TBS will only let us go for two hours. You cannot book, uh, and you cannot book an hour long Kenny Omega match every single episode of Dynamite. Okay, but give the people what they want. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> In other words, give Emily what she wants, which is an hour, which is an hour of Kenny Omega wrestling every Wednesday night. All right, uh, let's move on to the second match, which is a standard uh, mid card match that has comedy elements to it, but is not a comedy match. It is from last year's Forbidden Door. It was Will Ospreay, who was at the time was the New Japan. United States champion and the Rev Pro champion, and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy is someone that I'd introduced you to, introduced to you before, Soph. So yes. you knew. I think the first you thing you showed, I'm I'm Go talking on. over you a lot, which is really rude of me. That's um, fine. <laughs> I think the first thing you showed me of his wasn't even a wrestling match. It was like an interview at a con or something where mm-hmm. he was doing a bit at a con, just being ridiculous. Um, so I knew him first from his comedic chops. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I think it was actually an ESPN interview where he's there with Anthony Bowens and Anthony Bowens is answering questions about AEW. And when the interviewer tries to ask Orange Cassidy a question, he says, you know, I just realized this show that we're on right now is about baseball. And that's all he says. <laughs> you have showed me that I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everyone listening to this podcast uh, knows who Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay are, so we're not going. We don't have to go into that. In fact, everyone listening to this podcast, no doubt, watched Forbidden Door uh, last year. We gave it our uh, we gave it our um, Tiger's Eye Cuttlefish Award as the pay per view of the year um, last year because it was just it was just a hoot and a joy to watch all the way through. And this match was just a hoot and a joy. And this is a match that had more of a story, much more of a build to it. And so how did you enjoy this kind of uh, mid-card, medium, I'll call it a medium-length pay-per-view match. It was 16 minutes long. I, I wish more of the fight would have been just with his hands in his pants. That didn't, bit didn't last nearly long enough for me. <laughs> um, I guess... Uh, hold on, hold on a second. I just heard Jim Cornette have an aneurysm. I don't know who that is. I know but. you don't, but our listeners will get a kick out of that joke. <laughs> so. Um, 
gosh, I'm trying to put my mind back into that fight because I've been thinking so much about the third one. Um, I remember lots of hair grabbing. Um, I mean, I wanted Orange Cassidy to win. I, I guess he's you're supposed to want him to win. But he was the one I was rooting for, so I'm sad he didn't win. But um, I'm not sure I can speak really intelligently about what happened in the match. I Don't mean, speak I... intelligently about ha- what happened in the match. Talk about how it made you feel. Talk about why you liked it. Talk about what it did for you. Uh, well, the the characters they played, the um, Will... Will? Will. Osprey, Strong. Yes. Strong. No, Will Osprey. You're thinking Roderick Strong from the, from the oh first match. Please, all of the fans, don't come at me. <laughs> They'll come I'm... at you no more than BTS fans come at me. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> um. Anyway, like, Osprey was really good. The character, character he was playing, like, the wild eyes he had. And we were, like, going off on that throughout the match. Like, just... Like the kind of insanity in his eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I said, more hands in the pants would be good. But I, I think the best moment of the match was at the end when um Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta Rapongi Vice. <gasps> oh my down. god, that's right! I forgot that whole like all the other guys that came in. Oh. That was great. And and you and Beth are like, look at these beautiful men running down to the ring with their shirts off and wearing their jeans. It was the I called them both bears. A couple of beautiful bears, I think, is the term I mm-hmm. used. When just like in jeans, shirtless, you know, huge chested, <laughs> jumping in the ring. I'm like, that? they just got their asses kicked too, didn't they? Yes, but then out comes Katsuyori Shibata. <gasps> oh, that was great. Like I heard yeah. the mu- the his music cue, and I'm like, something's happening. Something's happening. I don't know what it is. I'm sure people who know his music cue will be really excited right now. Yeah, and that was that was like the moment of that particular pay per view was seeing Shibata come out, and then that man, that man is so fluid and so beautiful, and I think this was just a really fun experience to watch. Emily, on rewatching, how did you feel about this? lovely match you know i really enjoyed the match like watching it again but what i really really super enjoyed and i tried to stay like very quiet during during most of it was um beth and soph's reactions (laughs) to you know because we went from this you know 2005 completely different era of wrestling to you know AEW my you know one of my favorite promotions and it was just really cool to experience it through how they were experiencing it and it was very it's very interesting um even like in this conversation to hear what uh you know Soph and Beth are were noticing Versus, like, me growing up watching wrestling, having, you know, watched indie shows live in person and gone to WWE in person and just, you know, being this, like, lifelong fan. Um, it, it's, it was so interesting what 
um, the two of you were noticing in terms of like how they were telling a story with their bodies and then also just um, the questions that came up during it and even this whole thing of like uh, the character, Will Ospreay, the character he's playing, like it, it's it's such a it, it's cool to like um, hear that from people who are not as versed in that world because it's like language and questions and things that I would never think of, like even saying that he was playing a character, like not <laughs> it, it was just really really cool um, to experience that. I'm glad we were entertaining. Yeah, it was, I loved it. Was it. A, it was a lot of fun. It's always a lot of fun to introduce people to, to new awesome things, especially when they really get it and they really enjoy it. Yes. Which... Yeah, absolutely. It was like, it was, it was like, um, it wasn't, it was like, um, it was a different kind of joy of like seeing someone experience for the first something for the first time. And um, mm-hmm. it, I just really, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I really loved uh, hearing like all the all the stuff that you guys had, you two had to say. So, yep, we might just stick the the commentary in at the end, and then you guys can watch these matches with our commentary over it. So fun. I don't know. I'm deciding what to do because there was so much gold in that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So. Also, less time editing. You just do that. Less time editing, but I still have to slap both these things together. Uh, so we'll do that. So you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make a decision, but what we'll probably do is I'll probably slap it in on after the outro music. And then if you want to watch Roderick Strong and Kurt Angle to us talking about it, or Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay to us talking about it, then you have that option. If you want to stop listening to the podcast after the closing music plays, Good on you. Have a good time. Um, but we'll put that we'll put that up at the end of the episode just just for everyone to okay, it's your own watch along. All right, and let's move on to the crown jewel of the match. I said this was the most important match in the last 10 years, and I'm gonna stand by it as as not it is not the best match. It is not even my favorite match. It is the single most important match of the last 10 years, and it is Bailey versus Sasha Banks. NXT TakeOver Respect 2015, um, the 30-minute Iron Woman match. And if you are one of those people who thinks the TakeOver Brooklyn match, where Bailey won the championship, was better, I respect that. That is a good point of view. You are not necessarily wrong. But what the Iron Woman match opened up was this whole can of worms about letting women do all kinds of things they had previously not been allowed to do like have a 30 minute match um, yeah let's be clear allowed to do on network television in the u.s via mm-hmm. wwe totally allowed to do it because you know we have we i mean i posted this in the discord let me pull it up uh from uh n- um this this was something david that dave Meltzer had put um in 1995 uh, Manami Toyota, who is the woman with the single most number of five-star matches from Dave Meltzer, and Kyoko Inoue had a 60-minute uh, time limit draw in 1995 that was the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Match of the Year. So in Japan in the 80s and 90s, women's wrestling kicked ass. You, you go through old copies of Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and you got Dave Meltzer 
gushing all the time about um, all Japan uh, women's pro wrestling, and for good reason. If we're being like you know completely honest about it, um, uh, Manami Toyota is the patron saint of the Church of Joshi. If you don't know what Church of Joshi is, you should go and watch Alex and Kayla bring everyone to church every Sunday morning. Alex, Kayla, we love you. And, you know, Joshi bless. Um, But this is the first time in a mainstream American professional wrestling setting, and the first time since Trish, uh, Trish Stratus and Lita main evented an episode of Raw that you're seeing women main event anything in a mixed wrestling company, meaning men, men's and women's wrestling is available in it. You do have Shimmer and Shine, of course, having women's main events, but that's because Shimmer and Shine um, were women's promotions. Uh, so you, it's, it's different where it's, where it's going. So this is the one that I knew you were going to like the most. This is the, yes. the one I knew you were going to spend most of your time liking because there was a point at which I'd showed you some women's wrestling clips and you said, these were your exact words, I want to be a lady wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it will surprise nobody who's listened to me on any other podcast for me to say that I would like Sasha to step on me. <laughs> like, I I go for the the lady who is beautiful, but could also also kick my ass. Well, possibly kill you, so... <laughs> Either of the yep. above. <laughs> yep. Anywho, uh, this match was famous for lots of things. First of all, just being brutal as fuck. Um, and the crowd just being hot all the way through. One of the things that we forget about wrestling in the time that we live in now is that from from 2015 to 2019, a, th- a thousand, two thousand person filled um arena at full sail university was the best fucking wrestling crowd on the planet um full sail uh was the host where nxt was filmed and you would have these crowds every single week and again it's important to talk about it because without the crowd it's it, it really would not have had the same momentum and magnitude uh that that it has and i get what emily is saying about um the there there is a joy in the silence of wrestling and i think there's some some truth to that even for people who really do get into the crowd vibe because the crowd is one of the things that gets me into it but it's also all the things that you guys noticed uh that bailey looked nervous walking out of gorilla position um looked nervous in the ring that sasha looked confident like she was in charge like she was a boss and then <laughs> just the uber violence and then the spot that I that I tipped you off that was coming. The Sasha, girl, yeah, yeah. Sasha grabs Izzy's bow and parades around with it and mocks her and throws it that, back at her. That was my favorite thing of all the things we watched. Like just the fact that, like that, like obviously they have kind of a general idea of how the match is going to go, but like to ha- know that know enough about the crowd to like use them and their reaction and like make a new beat to the story was amazing. It's really impressive. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. The match can literally be divided between before Sasha does that and after Sasha does that. Before Sasha does it, you've got a split audience. 
you've got people chanting let's go let's go bailey and sasha banks um and then after that everyone hates sasha I mean, I she... didn't personally. <laughs> okay, yeah, but but let's let's be let's be clear. You you wanted to ask Sasha out. Yeah, and I dislike small children. So. Okay. <laughs> you and Emily need to spend more time together. I agree. Um, yes. So, but is Izzy is Izzy is delightful. Uh, young woman now and training herself to be a professional wrestler and has her own wrestling YouTube channel. She's a good kid. Um, And, you know, being involved in this and seeing her role models and getting to know them and getting to go to weekly wrestling shows. This is some of the stuff that's been missing out of American wrestling that NXT had put back into it. So you didn't have the same fans sitting in the same seats for the same show after show after show. Until NXT came back around in 2014 as, you know, um, a, a weekly wrestling show that was filmed in the same location. And they really did a good job of building up not just the story of the wrestlers, but the story of the audience for this. Which is, again, one of the reasons why this match is so important. Because it reminds you of just how fucking important the audience is to the match. I don't think this match is as good without the audience's reactions. And I think the audience's reactions push it so far over over the edge that this is a match that translates no matter who you are. That you don't have to watch the pre-show the pre-match stuff recapping the takeover Brooklyn match and the training that Sasha and Bailey did, but I think it helps. I think the match itself speaks from bell to bell with almost no issues. And it's hard to put it in the context of, like you said, this is the worst way to introduce somebody <laughs> to wrestling or, say, a musical group that you like. It's just to pick out your favorites and say, here, look at all my favorites. Aren't they awesome? Because mm-hmm. it, it's like you understand the context that it's in. But like, it's kind of like when we first started doing anime and I'm like, oh, look at this amazing, deep, the deep message in, in the in this anime you're trying to show me, I'm like, are all animes like this? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> so I feel like that I'm about to be let down by the rest. The rest of wrestling will not be as amazing as that, that match. No, is. no, it won't. Sometimes well, if you, have you to watch WWE, it won't. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Oh. That's why we don't watch WWE. <laughs> I have to follow WWE because we choose to do news filler. But, you know, if we just did reactions like this, we might have more fun. Not that we don't have a million tons of fun anyways. Um, Emily, we've talked about this match in the show before. You and I have talked about it off the show. We've talked about it multiple times. We've talked about the historical significance of the match. We've talked about the match the ma- what the match opened doors for and we even showed uh beth and so some of the results of this match that you know because they were allowed to do the iron women match then we have these lights out matches that are happening in AEW, and we're having more and better and more diverse women's wrestling and for as bad as wwe got shit wrong for a very long period of time um sasha banks would go on uh, the next year to have an amazing raw and pay-per-view feud with Charlotte when you were watching wrestling when you were watching WWE that had some of the best matches ever um including uh, a, a um a no holds barred falls count anywhere match where Sasha submitted Charlotte on 
uh, on a handrail on the stairs in the audience. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was well, it was brutal. It was good. It was really good. So. And, yeah, and just as far as like the actual match itself, like the moves they were doing was like an amazing dance, like the gymnastics moves that they were doing. They were so impressive. I, like there are a couple times where my mind was just like, how did they even do that? Yep. And once again, I can hear Jim Cornette have another aneurysm or stroke. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We're doing good. <laughs> just like flipping each other around their bodies multiple times. Like, mm-hmm. wild. Well, and you know, like watching this match again, you know, one of the things that really um, strikes me is that it's all about representation and how big media can play this significant role in like opening up people's imaginations you know the the mainstream audience that watches wrestling and has watched it for years if not decades they're not necessarily the people going out watching um shimmer women's wrestling they're not watching new japan they're not um watching women's wrestling in other countries and uh intergender matches and anything that's out there on the indie scene. And so women wrestling at this level has been going on for decades and decades and decades. Mm -hmm. But the platform that WWE had uh, and has, has like this stranglehold on the public imagination of what wrestling is. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until the women themselves wore down the management and Triple H cared deeply as well being um someone who had in the past like you know worked with china who was way too early on the scene to get like the recognition recognition and respect that she actually deserved to go from that the bra and panty era to hey like here we go we're opening up everyone's imagination of what women can do in wrestling but women have been doing this in wrestling all along Mm -hmm. and so it's like one of those things where uh wwe amplified it and made a way but it's the women themselves who have been fighting for this for so long and um just the the shift that that made for the wider audience because the audience and the perception of people like Vince and the people, uh, you know, in control of the company, their perception was that the audience wants bra and panty matches. But this proved that that was not the case. Mm-hmm. What we want is we want wrestling matches. What we want yes. is we want stories. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't want to watch a three-hour episode of a wrestling show that only has 30 minutes of wrestling Raw after WrestleMania, Vince back in charge. Fuck you, Vince. Yeah. No one wants that. No one likes that. And what we actually want is we want the stories to be told mostly in the ring, which is why we, on this podcast, like New Japan as much as we do. Why we why we talk mostly about AEW positively, and why we talk largely about WWE and its, pre- and its presentation negatively. We don't say anything bad about WWE wrestlers, because there's nothing wrong with them. It's the way that they are being presented. You know, I'll give the classic case of 
of Baron Corbin, who I maintain is a good professional wrestler. He just keeps giving being given shit and is misused. You look at a guy of his size, as athletic and as smooth as he is in the ring, why is he not one of the biggest stars in the world? Well, because Vince McMahon thinks that he doesn't need to like actually be good at anything because, quote, he's the kind of man women go for. Emily, do you go for Baron Corbin? Well, I have recently established that I don't go for men at all. <laughs> true enough (laughs) so i don't think that i'm actually the best the best person to ask but i do i i I appreciate you checking in on that (laughs) okay i i I am sorry but you don't have to apologize i I was also just trying to be funny (laughs) and you were incredibly funny um but no you know baron corbin is is a balding tall muscular kind of guy and he's not that physically or 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 in any way attractive because he's kind of just like the worst snotty jock you knew in high school mm-hmm. and vince's taste in 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 what people like has not graduated beyond high school so he pushes people that he thinks people will like instead of listening to what people like which is you know another reason why we don't fucking like wwe right now when when vince in charge yeah, imagine we... that Vince thinks that the people with the smarmiest on-screen presence would be the most popular. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> Why? Yep. Birds of a feather. <laughs> so you know, we're, when when we're when we're against a wrestling company because we're doing because they're doing shit that sucks, we're not we're not against the wrestler. I don't actually like the term X-Pac Heat because um, X-Pac Sean Waltman. Didn't, was not in charge of his creative. He was sent out there to do those things that got people hating him so much. The go-away heat. He did not choose to do those things. He was told to do those things. Um, so we don't blame the wrestlers for that shit. They're put in those positions. Um, yeah, and and so just for you, like not being in this world, like you know, Sasha Banks being a heel, like you enjoyed right like that oh was... yes okay yes. so there's a difference between <laughs> someone who is a like they're freaking amazing at being a heel versus someone like we're talking about who has go away heat which means people legitimately don't like them and don't want you know like um because you have to like the villain that's it's some level they have to at least be they were entertaining Yes, yeah, but it doesn't always work, and then and then you get someone who people are like, no, I don't, I don't want to watch them at all. They're not even a heel. I don't like this. <laughs> well, we can't all be as good of a heel as you, Emily. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, frankly, no one can. So, nope. If we're, if we're talking, if we're talking truth here, uh, MJF can take lessons from Emily. Oh. I'm kidding, MJF. I'm kidding. You're better than us, and we know it. You are. You're be- You're better. Yeah, but but he's the only heel that's better than you. He's the only heel, that's- and just right now, he's better than you. When we when we measure the totality of your careers, we'll have to have a conversation. Um. So, <laughs> all right. Um. So, your final thoughts on on this experiment of having you watch, and would you be interested? And possibly plopping down and watching a whole show with us at some point in time. Absolutely. It was so much fun. 
Mm-hmm. Like I had enjoyed the stuff you'd showed me before, but it was like that's the way to watch it, like with a group of of people. Yeah, it really is. It, this is really the best way to watch uh, professional wrestling because again, it's more fun to do this with friends. Yes, hundred percent. I'm excited to watch more. Emily, was this a good stroll down memory lane of two of our of of two of our favorite matches on this show? Yeah, this was fantastic. So um, just cannot wait to do this again. We will definitely do more of this going forward. I had a blast. We didn't have to write anything for the show. I wrote some notes in the matches, so I made sure that I hit important points so that uh, Soph and Beth wouldn't be lost. We're really sorry that the timing of this didn't work out so Beth would be able to stick around and be on uh, this episode, but we plan on having her back for more Q-Girl stuff. In fact, I've been wanting to get Beth on the network for a long time because yeah, I'm a little upset you've been gatekeeping Beth from me because <laughs> I've been gatekeeping I, I, Beth from you. <laughs> I feel like we could be awesome friends, and you've just been keeping that from me. So I am so oh. ha- I am so happy we got to talk to one of my favorite people who I haven't had a chance to talk to since 20 fucking 10. Oh wow! Uh, Amazing. She's- <laughs> yeah, and you know Ryan is Ryan is awesome as well, and hopefully we can yeah. get him on for some, some for some stuff. Oh, so. that would be so fun! We wanted to get them into wrestling so badly when we lived near them, and it never worked out. I mean, just timing wise, not mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So we're definitely going to do more of this show. Uh, what's going to happen now is we're going to do our usual close of the show, and then I'm going to put the uh audio on if you want to watch the matches with our audio there's no way for me to really do the timestamps. i'm sorry i will attempt to do the timestamps in the show notes um as to where as to where things are i didn't take the notes when we were doing it because it wasn't what i was planning but i think that soph is right our commentary is pretty entertaining and if you just want to listen to this episode and stop after the closing music and not watch it with our commentary we won't be offended I'll be really offended. Oh. And we'll know. You better freaking watch it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this show up because we've got an episode of Becoming Army to do here in in, uh, about an hour. And we need to get all of this taken care of. So uh, this show has been a... uh, uh, (laughs) Excuse me. This show has been a production of the Q Girls Network, which is some of the best and most fun podcasts you'll hear. If you enjoyed this conversation that we had, then you should definitely check out our other podcast. We are still trying to find a, a day and time to record the fourth anniversary of Q for Fun and the launch of the new version of what that show is going to be since we're basically all kind of done with Heroes of the Storm, as at least talking about it, because there's nothing to talk about. But that show is not going away. We are bringing it back eventually, somehow to talk about video games, esports, and women in gaming and esports. And while we're uh, waiting for that, you can also check out Becoming Army, which is Soph's baby. It's about uh, the Korean pop sensation, the biggest band in the world called BTS. Each week, Soph and Sarah drag me onto the show to try and get me into BTS, and I'm into it, but I'm never going to drag be the you band that so they are. hard, make you <laughs> yes. stare at these beautifully talented and attractive individuals. Yeah, it's so hard for me to look at these pretty like, Korean boys. How dare we do uh, such an evil thing? 
so it's so uh, I'm so tortured. <laughs> Can I have some more, please? Um, yes. <laughs> and we're also going to be bringing back Anime Sweater, which is our anime review podcast, and View for Fun uh, later this year. I wanted to bring them back in May. I don't know how that's going to look. We'll see what happens. We also have to shout out Wicked Kitten's uh, horror podcast. So what's it called? Gore. Gore. Um, <laughs> which is really, it's not a part of our network, but it is the best show that any of any of the hosts do. I am very serious when I say that. Wicked Kitten puts her, her blood, sweat, and tears in that podcast. Whereas I write for 15 minutes and Emily and I show up and bullshit for an hour and a half. <laughs> English majors, what can I say? We're really good at this. Um, yeah, getting getting a master's degree in English means that you are an expert bullshitter for the rest of your life. So, um, and we're not going to mention our, our our twitters or any of the social media stuff because fuck Elon Musk and Twitter sucks and Space Karen can go to the sun. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. So let's go ahead and, and, and wrap this show. We'll give Soph a chance to say her her famous tagline. Smash the patriarchy. I'm sorry I got interrupted, but nothing will stop me from saying smash the patriarchy. That's Yay. right. Emily, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, um, no. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to say just enjoy wrestling and Emily, let's send the crowd home happy. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, we'd like to bid you all adieu and say goodbye and good night. Bang. And he tried to get me to come to one of his matches and stay in a hotel with him. Ew. It was horrible. It was so What was creepy. the show you guys were talking about when I, when I first joined? Um, was it Glow? Glow. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was Glow. I've never seen it, but I thought it was Glow and I wanted to make sure. All right. We got Craig in here, Emily's favorite robot bear. Craig. We're Is not he a Welsh actually... bear? No, Emily doesn't want Excuse to be me. <laughs> Emily doesn't want to eat him. We've got we've got Sophershare here for for the episode. We've got Beth here for the lols. Um, and uh, again, this is this is an event where do not stand on ceremony. Feel free to talk. That is part of the fun of watching wrestling with friends. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch three matches. And then we're going to record episode 49 with Seth. Uh, Beth, if you want to stick around for it, you're always welcome to stick around. Uh, it's going to be just a reaction to what we just watched. Um, with no notes, no news, no nothing. Just like this is this is our advice on how to get friends into wrestling and to see if they actually like it. So we're going to watch three different types of matches. The first match we're going to watch is what's known as a squash match. If we're going to watch a squash match, we're going to watch the best match in history. Now, the squash match is, is has a particular purpose to advance a story without making either person the story look bad. So you bring in what's known as a jobber, someone who is there just to lose quickly and decisively. For this, the jobber that was brought in was a guy who would uh, become one of the most 
uh, famous and best independent wrestlers in Roderick Strong, really famous for uh, being in PWG, in Ring of Honor, later in NXT, currently in AEW. But he's still a very young, incredibly talented person as he's facing actual 1996 Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. That's not a work. <laughs> Kurt Angle actually won a gold medal in uh, in freestyle wrestling uh, with a broken freaking neck, as he will tell you multiple times. And he is putting his gold medal on the line to anyone who can last in the ring with him for three minutes. Now, if this was actual wrestling, the number of people in the world who could last in the ring for three minutes with a go- against a gold medalist is about 10. There may be 10 people in the world who could actually last in the ring with Kurt Angle. And the funny thing about this is Roderick Strong might actually be one of them. Good old UPN network. Yep, it's old. (laughs) But there is nothing better than old school costumes, though. Look at that unitar, Mm. dude. Oh, Oh man. Well, the thing that grew up on him. The thing (laughs) to be listening to is the crowd chanting, You suck at him, which Kurt (laughs) actually really likes. Mm -hmm. I feed off of your hatred. You suck. I I also love the two Rinta cups holding what I assume is going to be his gold medal. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. There's a sign. <laughs> I mean, his outfit's kind of giving me Wonder Woman with the. Ooh yes. The colors. <laughs> yeah, except the wonder part is more like I'm wondering why he wore that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's actually what you wear in amateur wrestling. So, oh yeah, no, I know. I just, I just want to hate on his outfit. Oh yeah, really? It's, it's the boots for me. Yeah, you don't wear the boots like that, but what are the boots doing no. to you? What feeling do you feel? Uh, honestly, confusion and like, <laughs> also a little bit of horniness. Let's be real. This is a lovely looking man. Right, yes, and yes. it's giving me Wonder Woman vibes, who is a very, like, no matter what actress plays her, she's normally gorgeous looking. And so, like, we have this mix of two. Oh, look at that booty, too! Yeah, no, no, oh, no, yeah. I, I think... That's oh Olympic bubble booty. Beth, I miss you so much, <laughs> so sorry, I'm just objectifying this poor man. <laughs> he, he doesn't mind it. He doesn't I, mind it. Oh, thank He's... God. I just... I enjoy this because, to me, he's, like, so not attractive at all. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is legitimately, like, the dorkiest of dorks in the world. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of my type. <laughs> oh, and then high-waisted leotards? Hell yes! Yeah, look at this guy. He's got a, he's got a lot of chances. <laughs> Dude, he's also got more energy. Oh, he's about okay, 10 just years FYI. Uh, fair. I don't know either one of these two men. Yep. So which one's which again? Kurt Angle is on the is on the right with the mic and the Roderick a Strong. Oh, right, right, right. And he's the, the Olympian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also has better abs than the other guy. <laughs> yep. Okay, so explain the chain gang. The what game? The Chang Chain Gang. There was a sign that said 
the chain gang is here. Probably something for something else that I've forgotten about from 2005. I have no idea. <laughs> That's fair. Never mind then. Yeah, wrestling, you always have like a ton of signs out in the audience. But like sometimes <gasps> they'll have Ooh, Oh, just shit. slapped yep. him. He's so got to last three you... minutes. He's so got to last three minutes. Feeling? So. He's not in the ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Beth likes that mounting. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, come on. Thank you. I don't feel Those... so bad now. We need some boots like that, honestly. Yeah. Like, again, it's part jealousy, part arousal. Like, they're kind of like Converse, <laughs> fake Converse boots. <laughs> Hey, that's my tagline of life. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I I really did like the punching to the back of the neck. Like I'm assuming that okay, again, I know nothing about wrestling. I'm assuming that that's like kind of a controlled punch that they're doing, but it looks cool shit. Yes and no. I wouldn't worry about that part, Beth. There there there's a lot of real Violence. <laughs> is he just biting him? What the no, hell? No, he's pushing his head and his neck between his shoulders. Mm. And using the chin. When you push your chin into someone in between someone's shoulder blades, it hurts like fuck. I do love that that little punk came in with like a bunch of energy and like, yeah, I'm gonna kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he just got the shit pulled out of him. Whoa. Wow. Oh, the straps came down. That's oh, shit. Real. Yeah, shit is getting real. Mm-hmm. Okay, now see what he did there. He tapped out. I'm assuming that's mean I can no longer take any of this pain. Yep. Yes, that's exactly. that's quitting. So he didn't even last the three minutes. Nope. If he had lasted the three minutes, he would have won the gold medals, but he did not. Yeah. And so that's the whole point. And Kurt heals it up by keeping the uh, ankle lock in, which is a legitimately painful fucking hold. Um, there's a there's a couple of videos of some MMA, MMA guys trying out wrestling submissions to see if they actually hurt. And yeah, the ankle lock fucking hurts. <laughs> it's 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 really painful. Um, so yeah, that was a squash match. It's considered by a lot of people to be just one of the best tasting squash matches, primarily for the thing that got Beth roiling with Roderick just slapping Kurt before the bell rang. <laughs> It was then, so funny. And it's supposed to be. It, the whole the whole match is structured to make Kurt look like more of an asshole, make him look like more of a bad guy, and to uh to, to kind of just pop the crowd. And so he does uh, a cheap local heat pop by or a cheap cheap lo- cheap cheap local pop by shouting out Tampa, Florida, where they're wrestling at. And then he slaps Kurt to get another pop, and then he just tries to run out the three the three minutes and just no way. Um, Literally or, gets out of the ring and starts running around in circles. Yep. Yep. Doesn't last long because again, that's that would defeat the purpose of this. So that was this is this is a pretty standard television squash match. The sad thing is you don't see these that that often anymore. And what it did for Roderick Strong was it gave him television exposure for like the first time in his career. 
and he started showing up on other and other promotions after that because he started getting more calls because of this exposure. So while it looks bad for him that he got you know beaten less than two minutes, it ended up making him look really fucking good, which is the the objective of any match is to make everyone in the match look good, look, make the jobber look like he's someone that people want to hire again for more stuff and possibly like use for more than jobber stuff and make the star Kurt look like you know the, the monster badass. that he is. Because he is a badass. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's a squash match. We're going to move Can to... Can I ask? Please, go. Before you move on, just one question. So why do you think that these aren't as popular now? Uh, it's not a matter of they're not as popular. It's a matter of the, um, the boom periods in wrestling have died down. So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a really good talk from Nerdtacular 2015 by Justin Robert Young where he talks about the 80s and the 90s of wrestling as being these boom periods that coincide with the booms of TV and the internet. And when everyone was watching Raw and Nitro in the 90s, it was because we only had 70 channels each. Now we have 800 channels and all the streaming, and so people can do all sorts of other things. Wrestling still as popular as it ever was. It's just more diffuse. Uh, we talk about in the show how it seems to be going back to the territory days, and you go to you go to watch wrestling not because you're loyal to a brand or to a company, but because you want to watch this particular style or this particular wrestler. So, um, and also you get you get rid of the stupid sexism and men child stop watching. So, not completely. Sure. Still, some of them are still watching. All right, we're going to move on to the second match. I'm going to close the tab just in case I accidentally click something. This is from last year's uh, <gasps> AW Orange Cassidy. New Japan Forbidden Door. <laughs> it is Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. Um, this received a four and three quarter stars from Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Meltzer will be the first person to tell you that his star ratings are not objective ratings. They're his opinions on how much he likes the match. Because enjoying wrestling is subjective. But I would I would argue that enjoying this match is objective. The only way you can hate this match is if you're a terrible person. Uh, just a quick uh, little intro to both these guys, because there's a little bit more going on here than the last match. Uh, Osprey uh, wrestles a variation of strong style, which is often referred to as Japanese strong style, which is also copied and used in the UK as British strong style. They do not pretend to hit each other in strong style matches. They just hit each other really fucking hard in very safe ways. So it's not uncommon in a strong style match to see both uh, competitors come out with like massive welts. And AEW is pretty much, and Emily can can comment on this, a strong style United States promotion in a lot of ways. They do not, when, when they're going, they're going. Um, and then uh, Osprey was previously known as a high-flying wrestler um, before he became a heavyweight and had a rivalry with another high-flying wrestler called Ricochet that divided the wrestling community between the people who thought that, that rivalry ruled and the old farts who thought that it was a gymnastics event and they're wrong. Orange Cassidy... <laughs> it was one of the... It was truly like the most beautiful wrestling match that's ever been... It really was. Like, um, we really should almost be watching that. Yeah. <laughs> and we might watch that for, for another watch. Orange Cassidy is is the king of sloth style. 
who's mostly known as a comedy slacker wrestler, but Emily can tell you all about his time as Fire Ant in Chikara. Um, and he doesn't seem to take the match seriously. He doesn't seem to care until the match goes on and he starts to get more and more serious. This is referred to on commentary as he seems to be playing mind games with his opponents. But in reality, Orange is, is a hyper-athletic wrestler who can do everything other wrestlers can do while keeping his hands in his pockets, which is much harder than it looks. Um, this is just a delightful match, and it's just—I've it, said enough—it is about 16 minutes long. So this is a pretty standard pay-per-view length uh, mid-card match. I'm excited. I do like that it's the forbidden door. Kind of looks like uh, Doctor Who. Yep, it does. Okay, I wasn't expecting the luchador mask. All right. Already very different fashion choices from our last match. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> also a different tone, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the luchador mask. <laughs> it's pretty great. Well, and then you got this guy with hot pants. And whatever the heck's going on there. They're supposed to be jeans, but they're, of course, sweatpant jeans. Amazing. Oh, of course. I mean, who wants to wear jeans? At... <laughs> exactly. As a plus-size woman, I approve. Mm-hmm. The correct term is joggers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Less now, signs! Is... I'm disappointed in this crowd. Oh. Coming nice, down the like, rainbow, rainbow road. road. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Oh, and now we got the luchador mask and a suit. Yeah, that's just that's Excalibur. He's one of the um, commentators. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Uh, I've always been really impressed with commentator uh, commentators for like sport sporting events, things like this. I find them to be extremely talented. Uh, who who's your guys's favorite? Um, probably right now, uh, probably Excalibur. Excalibur's probably the best guy doing it right now. Yeah, he's really good. I love Excalibur. There's a woman named Veda Scott that's really great. Mm-hmm. And awesome. um, there's uh, Fresh WWE, um, Mauro Ranallo. He's amazing. Mauro Ranallo, if he was still commentating, would be the best in the world. Yeah, he would. He, he, he absolutely is, in my mind. Yeah, so if you see, like, his background, like, um, there's no design to it. That's part of his thing. But like, yeah, it is very clean. But also fresh squeezed. I get his name is freshly orange, squeezed. Like freshly squeezed. Like how he rolled squeezed. Rolled yeah. halfway into the. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep rolling. It's fine. Oh yeah, this guy. He thinks he's hot. <laughs> I'm into it. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not, but, like, he's got that look about him, like, yeah, I know I'm the shit. Ooh, that's a cool logo. <laughs> Very different vibe, right? Oh, and he's got the backup dancers. Are they going to take his coat when he's ready? They've got to. Those are his minions in uh, United Empire. Um, his robe, you mean? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, of course. Robes. It's uh, like the coronation, absolutely. you know? They got to have costume changes with the robe. Of course. <laughs> and this cost me way less money than the coronation did. Yes. <laughs> if, you know, if I was British, but anyway. Oh, again, a... I love the swagger. Yes. You gotta have your hype men, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, those two men are Aussie open. They are themselves legitimately phenomenal. <laughs> He's like, yes, please. Look at my pants. Hello? Clap well, for my pants. They're doing it a took me 20 riff. minutes to put these on. They're doing a little riff on the British Empire with the United Empire thing because they're off they're there you go. off the open with Will Ospreay, who's British. Mm. Now both of these guys look much younger than the other two from the previous match, too. And and yet Cassidy is older than both Angle and Strong were in that clip. Wow. Really? Wow. Cassidy's in his late 30s. Okay, I thought you were joking about the pocket thing! Oh no. my god, it's so funny. I love it. Does he always wrestle like this? Sometimes. Sometimes he changes it up. If he's really mad, he starts out going fire from the beginning. Like, this you know, he so means cool. business. Mm -hmm. You're in trouble. Oh, look at that superhero pose. It's good. <laughs> Ooh. Anytime I watch wow. wrestling, all that's I can so think impressive. of is how much of like dancing it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. that's. It reminds me of like of the swing style from like the forties, yes. where they would toss their partners around their bodies like yep. that. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. It's best to think of professional wrestling as performance art because that's really what it's always been. Oh. So, is this the first time these two guys have uh, been in the ring together? Yes. Or have they fought before? Oh, okay. As far as I know, this is the first time they've, they've, they've had a match together. Um, <clears throat> they would have crossed paths in shows, but it don't, I can't find them actually having a match together before this. Oh, yeah, gotta hype the crowd, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I'm gonna run all the way around. <laughs> His mugging for the camera is great. I love it. Oh yeah, heel oh, will heel will Osprey is like my favorite thing in wrestling. I I could watch these matches all the time. Oh wow. He was so proud of his hair in the beginning. Now he's getting drug around by it. It's that same role he started with. Not in the tit. <laughs> the freaking arrogance of starting to do sit-ups during a wrestling match like oh look at me uh that was just a warm-up i love it They spin me right round, baby, right <laughs> round. Who, me? I'm waiting for him to scream, Are you not entertained? Right. <laughs> that would fit. It's got that, right? Yeah, it's got that energy to it. I mean, it's got to turn at some point, right? I oh, yeah. He can't just beat his ass for the entire 16 minutes. Nope. What he's doing is building to the comeback because Cassidy is very much going to be the crowd favorite. He's the baby face. Osprey is the heel. So at some point, Cassidy is going to, Cassidy is going to start fighting from underneath and start making the comeback. Now he's got his hand. Oh, what are you doing oh, there? With your... I mean. Oh, yes. Oh, that was good. I liked that. Like, oh, you came in here with your hands in your pocket. I'll give a fuck. He's trying to run me over. So I actually liked that move where he came in underneath his boot mm -hmm. to get him off of him. I'm sure that's probably pretty common, but it was still a neat yep. move. The small I know moves zero are the best. about wrestling. You don't need to know anything. The smallest moves are sometimes the hardest thing to execute. The amount of time you spend learning how to pro wrestle, just doing very basic things like stepping. 
because where your feet are at all times is the difference between something looking really good and something looking really bad. Um, there's a female wrestler mm-hmm. named Billy Kay who was in NXT uh, and in WWE and later in Impact who is physically gifted in every single way, but half of her matches, she looks like she doesn't know where she's supposed to stand. And the other half of her matches are perfectly fine. And it's because she just is awkward with some of those basic things. But these are two guys who know exactly where they're supposed to be at every single moment. Um, know where their feet are supposed to be so everything looks clean and crisp so you don't have to know the names of moves you don't have to know who's who you're supposed to cheer for or who's supposed to not cheer for they are able to tell the story because every bit of the story is told through their movement oh he jagged him around by his joggers That vacant look that Orange is giving the camera right there is not as easy as it looks to do. Mm. Yeah. Oh, disrespect, man. Ooh, the look. He's down the side of the middle. He's got crazy eyes down, like, really good. (laughs) Oh, and he's back (laughs) in his pockets! Shit's about to go down. There's the disrespecting... (laughs) Oh, yes! (laughs) Alright, that was a cool kick. <laughs> oh, oh shit grabs him by the air the kicks of doom Did he just call them koala kicks? Kawada. Kawata. Oh, kawada kicks. Okay. <laughs> now, I love that. Just backing up, being like, you yep. made this sit in it. Yep. Oh, shit. 
Were you the one that called the one in back there? Oof. Watching that again is still like, oh, mm -hmm. that had that had to have hurt. It does. But you learn how to do this so you do it safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the YouTubers that I follow uh is part of the uh like independent wrestling scene in uh the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh I've learned a little bit from them, but it looks it looks fun, honestly. Oh, what a wussy. Help me, Raph, help me. Wow. So how much of this is like show this like it it taking a little bit to get up and stuff and how much of it is this I mean this is so physical right a little Some bit of, of both. it is probably real yeah a little a little bit of both you sell to build the drama but you also take these breaks so you so you're getting prepared for the next thing you're gonna do and yeah, they are talking to each other they are talking to each other through the match go ahead Emily yeah it's a lot of sustained cardio. Um, and, you know, like supporting other people's weight. So whenever they can. You think about a gymnastics routine, like a floor exercise routine is about mm -hmm. two minutes long. This is a 16 minute wrestling match. So it's basically like doing eight gymnastics floor exercises in a row. Mm -hmm. So. So you got to take those, those little breaks are, are meaningful. Catch your breath, sell the sell the offense you've taken from the other guy, make him look good so you, he makes you look good, and then set up for the next story beat. So Orange is still trying to get his momentum back because Osprey is still very in control of the, of the match. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> that, okay, that was pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. And the camera really got hit. <laughs> Because <laughs> you see it broken off of the ring post. Yeah. <laughs> Quite the position. I'm that's, just going to sit that's down expensive here. expensive one a to pay for. Cassidy is fake that he's fallen down and hurt himself. Oh, I was just going to ask what he was doing. <laughs> 
He's trying to bait. He's trying to bait Osprey into doing something that he's prepared for. Ooh, talk about a gymnastics routine. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. Wow. Look at the face. The best audience member of all time is this grandma who used to be uh, going to the Memphis shows. And if you watch any of the Memphis shows where Jerry Lawler is wrestling, she just goes wild. She's in the front row, just (laughs) absolutely in love with Jerry Lawler. Hell yeah. He really likes jumping off of the ropes mm-hmm. he also likes that wide-eyed like crazy-eyed look mm-hmm. it's like yeah look at me That move was crazy. Yep. How do they have the energy for this at this point in the match? Yeah, I'm thinking the exact same thing. (laughs) You work out multiple hours a day as a professional wrestler because it's your job. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. He's like, nah, I don't think so. That's who he's got to fight next, I'm guessing. No, Juice Robinson stole his title. Ah, okay. So he came to he came to uh, the ring with his Rev Pro title, but he also is the New Japan uh, United States champion. So. Don't ask for titles to make sense. They don't. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah. No, of course not. I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for Orange Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Everyone's rooting for Orange Cassidy. (laughs) But in order to in order to keep in order to keep a a balanced show, you have to have you have to have heels going over sometime. Yeah. (gasps) Oh. That's just rude. Rev, the hello? Disrespect. Hello? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, shit! Okay, who are these guys? I don't know, but they're gorgeous bears. I know! <laughs> like two extremely buff bare chested like men running. I'm like, please come running into my house. I am all for this. <laughs> no, they dominate. They're like, no, this is our ring. Oh, that song <laughs> that means guy's something. Going bananas. Yep, it certainly does. Oh, <laughs> Okay, let's stop for a moment. The person no! you're seeing. No, no. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain the full weight of this. The person you're seeing is Katsuyori Shibata. In 2017, in 2017, he had an accident in the ring that should have ended his career. It should have ended his life. He should not be here right now. He should not be cleared to wrestle right now. He is one of the most beloved wrestlers in the history of New Japan. His whole gimmick is just that he is a wrestler. When you start out as a young as a young lion, as a as a as a newcomer in New Japan, as a young boy. You get black trunks, black boots, black knee pads. That's your equipment. Shibata's gimmick is he never stopped being that. And he just keeps on coming out in black trunks, black black boots, black knee pads, uh, and just wrestles. Just puts on the absolute most awesome wrestling match every single time. When he came back and he was able to do a limited number of wrestling matches, one of the people he requested to be able to wrestle is Orange Cassidy. Aww. So that's what this is setting up. Is this his first mm. match back? It's his. It's not his first match back. He'd come back. He'd come back earlier in January at Wrestle Kingdom. But um. people, uh, people love Shibata. He's a phenomenal wrestler, um, and just being able to see him wrestle again is is why everyone lost their mind to that music. I like the two cronies looking at their boss like, what do we do? What do we do, man? Absolutely love it. Get your ass out of the ring, son! Oh, wait, that was a cool <laughs> move. I just love the drama of it all. Like, just when you think mm -hmm. it's over, this guy makes a surprise entrance. <laughs> Whole new match. <laughs> Watching this and like hearing, like, this is so much fun. Like, I am loving this. Mm -hmm. So, like, oh, and look, he's just like, come on, you retreating? Like, I'm just mm -hmm. sitting here, bro. <laughs> oh my god. I just want a channel that's just Beth and Soph react to wrestling. That's <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so good. It's making me so happy. I'm glad. 
I was worried because I was like, I don't know anything, but this is delightful. It tells its story. You just have to. Yeah, it does. You, you, you have to. You have to stop listening to the things that people who don't watch wrestling say about wrestling, and just watch wrestling. <laughs> Are they going to make out or? Don't we wish? Oh my god! Yeah, I do wish. <laughs> oh oh shit. No, But but that is cool though. This is like a a thank you. Is that what yep. this means? Okay, yeah, cool. I think. <laughs> and then we get some pixies. Yeah, the one downside is that you're not hearing all the music. Do they even have the music on the YouTube one, though, Anne? Or did the music just... is playing. I can hear it. Oh, okay. I can't hear it on It's mine. just real faint. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they have entrance music that play also plays, like, <laughs> other times. Yeah. I mean, one of the things we could have done was just have you watch a classic pay-per-view and Forbidden Door certainly would have been an example of that. Although I don't think Forbidden Door is is the best card from top to bottom. It's certainly a fun card, but there were definitely matches on here that weren't the best thing to watch. Um, So we're going to move on to the third match and we might have a fourth match if you guys are really roiled up because I do have a fourth one planned. Um, I think Emily knows what it is. (laughs) Um, <laughs> These are really good selections, Anne. Well, the, the, the fourth selection is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke. Oh, shit. Um, so this is from 2015, uh, NXT's TakeOver Respect, which is uh, WWE's developmental brand. Uh, but from, 20, 20, from 2015 to 2019, this was the best professional wrestling on the planet. Um, their pay-per-views, their takeovers were routinely just the best fucking shows there were no better shows being put on at this time what what they would do is they just do five matches instead of and and do it in like two and a half hours instead of you know a 14 match five hour card which i like when i don't have to get up the next morning um (laughs) but when i have to get up the next morning it sucks but this this is for sure yeah this this is this is just um a really important match. This might actually be one of the two most important matches in the last 10 years. Um, the other one done by the same two wrestlers that you're about to see. So this is Bailey versus Sasha Banks for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, it is criminally underrated as a uh, four and a quarter star uh, rating from Dave Meltzer. Uh, at least PWI got it right and made this their match of the year in 2015. It's the first women's match to achieve that uh, particular rating. It would be matched by Thunder Rosa and um, uh, Britt Baker a few years later. And this is the first women's Iron Man match. An Iron Man match is when you have a time limit, and the person who gets the most pinfalls, submissions, countouts, or disqualification wins in that time wins. So they've got They've got 30 minutes to get as many pinfalls as they can or submissions or other things like that. So, and this is an amazing story. The the two women you're about to see, Bailey and Sasha Banks, in real life are best friends. Uh, When Sasha Banks left WWE this year and went to New Japan as Mercedes Monet, Bailey, who was still with WWE, still traveled with her uh, to support her. They show up together all the time. And this is what you just saw was two guys who never talked to each other put on an amazing match. These are two women who talk about everything who are joined at the hip in real life, in real life. They're super, super best friends. Um, and they, 
they have this amazing chemistry when they either work together or when they fight each other. So in 2015, they did this rivalry uh, that stretched over two of these takeovers. The first match at TakeOver Respect, most people consider to be the better match. Emily and I think this is the better match because of one very specific moment that happens. And I'll, I'll, I'll kind of cue it up for you, but we're going to just let this play and hope that I've done it right. But this is this match is kind of the culmination of the beginning of NXT Booker, uh, Paul Triple H Levesque, uh, trying to make women's wrestling in North America actual wrestling as opposed to what WWE had made it, which is fucking bra and panties matches and mud wrestling and and just right. softcore porn. There is no softcore softcore porn in this. I'm sorry to say. This is kind of interesting because the only way I know Sasha Banks is uh, from her Star Wars appearance. Yep. <laughs> so, like, I don't know nothing about her. I knew she was a wrestler from a news article, but that was it. I love the side pony. I love the bow. Like, she's yes. adorable. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where Sasha Banks walks out and she's like, I am a bitch-ass boss. Don't fuck with me. Mm. It's, it's like, it's funny to me that these two women are best friends. Because, like, on the ring, I feel like they've got very different vibes. And in real life, they're both turbo nerds, just like all of us. They play <laughs> yeah, video games, well, they watch I anime. <laughs> That's why Sasha Banks wanted to be in Star Wars so bad. Yep. And she ended up being a Mandalorian, which is cool mm -hmm. as fuck. This, these are clips from the uh, takeover match in Brooklyn uh, before where Barely won the championship. Okay, the movement on her pants, ridiculously awesome. <laughs> wow. Oh, that was a cool move. Legit flying over the ref. That was awesome. Yeah. Wow. The mom. The narrative of the mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, she's devastated, dude. She's so happy. Mm-hmm. Looks so fun.
In fact, I just love working with you. Can we work together some more? <laughs> Is that McMahon? No, that's William Regal. Oh, okay. Look, <laughs> she's so cute. I love her little thumbs up. Like some Avengers music in the background or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Also, I thought NXT was a brand of uh, computer parts, so mm. I'm learning a lot today. <laughs> like my necklace says. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> that that legit was a cool move, flying over the ref. That was awesome. It was. They're coming off the uh, so. I think they've showed it like three times because it was so awesome. I'm like, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with that. <laughs> And oh. legit two of the best women's themes ever. Sasha Banks' I mean, original theme and Bailey's original theme are just fantastic. <laughs> Amazing. Dude, she knows she looks hot as fuck. She's like, mm -hmm. yes, please worship me. I am worth it. Legit boss. <laughs> Now, is she going to fight with those rings on? No, she'll take them off. She is also oh, legitimately okay. Snoop Dogg's cousin, so. Oh. Yeah, I, ha I have heard that. Oh, I just now realized that her uh, boots are, like, old comic book style mm -hmm. inspired. Yep. Wait There's see those nerd outfit. references. It's an oh, Iron Man match. Wait. wait to see Bailey's outfit. <gasps> is it Iron Man? Is it Iron Man? Oh, it, it's Iron Man. Fuck yes. Look at her. She's <laughs> nervous. So I will say, like, the difference between when Sasha Banks came out and when she came out, Sasha was not showing any of those nerves. And uh, Bailey definitely is. Now she gets out there and she's fine, but beforehand she definitely was showing those nerves. Oh, it's so cute. Her theme is just as cute as she is. <laughs> uh, I'm now the little I... girl you're gonna see in the front row is Bailey's biggest fan named Izzy. She's okay. at every NXT show. You're gonna see her in the very front row. That little girl in the corner there? This little girl right here. Oh, that Izzy is very girl. important. Oh. Keep an eye on her. Keep an eye on her. She is She is not a plant. She is legitimately Bailey's biggest fan. Her family lives in the Orlando area. They go to every NXT show. And um, Izzy herself has become a professional wrestling journalist and is training to be a professional wrestler right now. 
Oh, that's yeah, because now she's now she's in her teens. Sasha yep. is so hot. Oh my god. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> yeah, Sa- Sasha could play Toronto. <laughs> I was just gonna make a comparison there, but we Toronto. all know. Toronto. <laughs> sorry. We let Malfurion in here. Yeah, so, sorry. Every time I hear it, I have to say it in his voice. Oh god, bitch. <sighs> Right? <laughs> Total distraction. I know that's not what we're here for, but I had to get that in there. Listen, if I don't get to uh, talk about how much I love Taronda in every podcast I record, it's a waste of time. Yeah, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> also, I agree with you. Like, like, she's not the tallest, but I feel like she's got, like, the attitude. Yeah. Which one? Sasha, Sasha? Banks. Sasha. Yeah. Like, I'm loving her attitude. The thing, like, Bailey is very cute, but she's giving me Disney vibes. Where Sasha Banks is like, I will cut your throat and piss in your mouth. And I love that. And we all know that's what turns me (laughs) (laughs) Okay, look. There are days. (laughs) Oh, God. She's like, oh, that's where I'm going to put my belt when I get it back from you. Yeah, I absolutely adore those boots. Or I guess they're not really boots. They're like something that they put over their shoes, but I love No, them. they're boots. I can't get over the side ponytail. <laughs> yes. It's Wait su- until you like, see tell watching... me it's not Disney vibes. It's supposed to be. She's like, oh, I don't want to give it back to you, bitch. It's mine. What does his shirt say? I'm a what? I'm a hugger. Because mm-hmm. Bailey oh, hugs okay. people. Mm-hmm. So right, right. A, that's a Again, Bailey, Bailey Disney. Yeah. D- Disney vibes for sure. Although her hairbands never match her outfit and it upsets me. <laughs> oh, the stare down. Look, she's so nervous. A 49 Which I know is an <laughs> act, but like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice that, but you're right. <laughs> and Bailey's like, uh, I'm just gonna walk over here, please. I don't I want like nothing the chance. to do with this. Fan chants are great. Oh, for sure. Sasha's really like it, it 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 feels like a psychological game. She's like, come on, are you gonna yeah. are you gonna do anything? It is. They're just, just gonna circling be a each bitch? other. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, this isn't this is the same type of thing that we saw in the the other match. Oh yeah. And they've gotta go 30 minutes, so they're taking their time. Right. Oh, for sure. You gotta run that clock down as much as you can, or like you're gonna be dead. No, oh, so she did take off all her jewelry, so her necklace, oh, yeah. her rings, earrings. 
The jewelry has as much of a chance as hurting you as it does your opponent, so you don't want it in. I'm a girl living my dream, he says. <laughs> I just realized that her her symbol is the bee with a ponytail. Oh my god. <laughs> it's adorable. Oh, that was a cool move. So, how do they actually get the pinfall point? They, by scoring a pinfall submission count out or disqualification. Okay, that so has it has to, to be like pin. the full three, yep. the three count. Okay. Yep. I wasn't quite sure. Oh, that is cool. So why is it called a pinfall? Because like right I guess because you're because pinning the fall, them down. The fall is your loss. A pin oh, is what I'm causes your loss. Right, right, right. I'm so this at I the beginning it. you hear the announcer say this oh. is a match scheduled for one fall. So the here. first person to to have a fall, any kind of loss, is the end of the match. Oh my god. Talk more about submission maneuvers, please. Mm. <laughs> so it definitely seems like they're projecting like Sasha's confidence, Bailey's uh hesitance, yep. right? Like that is part of the narrative here. Yeah. Yep. So I'm assuming yep. that Sasha is the heel. Ooh. Whoa. One of the things about Sasha Banks is she frequently takes risks that makes me worry she's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Now, how old are these women at this time? In their 20s. Okay, completely random fact. This ref of this match is a friend of Shinsuke Nakamura, who mm-hmm. knew Shinsuke in Japan, and one of his nicknames is Romantic. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Because of his eyebrows. I don't know. Just a random thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you for the information. Well, I, Shinsuke called yeah. him that. Like, oh, I, I don't think it ever became a thing in WWE. It was just like, it's just something I know because I was obsessed with Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> She's like, what, you gonna help me up, bitch? I'm gonna get my first pin. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be nice to me? I'm gonna laugh about it. <laughs> and kick your ass. Ooh. Whoa. So can you guys name all of these moves that they're doing? Because that Most would be them. insane. That's crazy. Beth, that's a really good question. And if you remember um, the Luchador uh, commentator Excalibur that we saw, yeah. One of, yeah, one, yeah. Of the, one of the things that he's famous for is inventing names for new moves that don't have names yet. And Oh, um, really? And, yeah. And so wrestlers will even sometimes ask him um or when he's doing commentary, he's before like ended up naming moves. So yeah, just a little tidbit. That's awesome. You know, I, I'm honestly surprised that um well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but that there haven't hasn't been a female commentator yet in any of these games. I thought in the this match there might be one, but it's hard for women to get the experience doing commentary to be able to do it at this level. Mm-hmm. This is why it's important it's that 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 um, uh, promotions like Mission Pro exist, not just so that women can get experience doing wrestling. But so they can also get a, get experience being camera operators for a pro wrestling match, uh, being referees mm-hmm. for a pro wrestling match, being commentators, being interviewers. All of that takes a lot of experience. And what we're seeing is the infancy <laughs> of women's wrestling being taken seriously in North America. Wrestling um, in the U.S. has really been like a white boys club, and most of the com- oh for sure most of the commentary teams you'll see are white as men and it's similarly really difficult for like um, men of color to break in to yeah. announcing and a lot of that is because of WWE yep mm, of course and a lot of that is also seen in how you hear the commentators treat Byron Saxton who is the black man on commentary, he's basically treated like an idiot dork all the time, despite the fact that he's really good. I hate that. I mean, it's the same as a lot of sports commentators, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. 
One of my favorite commentators for esports is somebody called Lululemon. Or not Lululemon, that's a fucking brand. Uh, Kiwi Lemon. Mm-hmm. That's not her name either. Ryan, what's her name? Lemon Kiwi. Lemon Kiwi. I had it backwards. Yep. God damn. I said I liked her, and then I was like, I can't remember her name. Anyway, she's really good, actually. Um, I feel like it's not just, like, constant talking. It's actual meaningful commentary. Yep. And if you watch um, League of Legends at all, the women they have commentating, either doing commentary before matches or commentary during matches... The fucking boys in chat just lose their shit whenever a woman talks about how bad it is and how their ears are bleeding. And that's the kind of that's the kind of like extra bullshit that women have to put up with when they try to break into boys clubs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Dude, look, she's like, I'm so fucking tired already, and this match is only ten minutes in. Oh, that was such a cool move, though! I kind of... Oh, I wish they would do a replay on that one, because that was cool as fuck. Now, now, are they supposed to leave the ring? I assume they're not supposed to, but they do. Oh, you can leave the ring. Leaving the ring is part of the match. Okay. If you're out of the ring for a 10 count, you lose. Mm, it's all okay, part of the gotcha. story, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And the drama of it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say her, her ponytail being on the side like that, it's meant to sort of fall apart and add extra movement. All of her outfits have this, uh, Oh, like, shit. It, it's cut. Co- oh, yeah. That was pretty crazy. Right on the side of the stairs. Yeah. No, her poor mom that came to see her. Not that, that was, that was the commentators making a mistake. It's right in front of Izzy's family, not Bailey's family. Uh, Ooh. I know it, like, but that's that little girl you were saying. Yes, watch carefully. Watch carefully. Well, I knew as soon as you brought her up that she would be important later, right? (laughs) She gonna like be almost down, and she can't get back up, and then she'll see the. Not gonna tell you. Not gonna tell you. Her super fan cheering (laughs) for her, and she's like, "I'll do it for you." Oh, well, she fell down right in front of her. Of course. (laughs) Now I will say, in the men's match, we saw a lot of hair pulling. There's Mm -hmm. been less of it in the women's match, which a lot of people like, kind of. Uh, associate hair pulling with a more feminine behavior. It's stupid, but it is. And um, it's interesting that now is the time that she's dragging her around oh, by her shit. hair. Aww. Yelling at a small child. I'm. <laughs> oh, look at the mom being like, fuck you. <laughs> he yelled at my kid. That's my kid. Oh, ref only called it too. Yep. I'm sure there's drama with the refs and shit too. Oh, yeah. The refs are as much a part to... of the match as, as, as possible. I wanted to show, 
like um, a Bryce Remsburg match. He's a referee in AEW. He is one of the best storytelling refs ever. And there's another uh, ref in AEW called Aubrey Edwards. She's amazing too. Oh, she's crying. Oh my god, we should show them like a Aubrey doing a Jericho match. Yes. Oh fuck. <laughs> I love that so much. Just that image of. Oh my god. Oh, she took her bow. Come on, Bailey. You see the bow. My Yes. Sorry for yelling in your ear. That's fine. Oh, that's me this entire match. Oh my oh. god! Uh, <laughs> oh. I knew this was coming and it's so hard to watch it. I hate mm-hmm. it so much. <laughs> this is amazing. Here's the question. Is it... I hate saying is it real because well, that's not... Well, but like, know- what Did she know that that was going to happen before? No, no they did not. Okay. And, and see, this is the thing too where asking if wrestling is real isn't um like it's a it's a cultural thing that people like you yeah. know call out but it's just not the right question to ask about wrestling like not yeah. and that's not on you Beth sorry that's just like in, no 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 of course it's just an interesting point that's come up during this where it's like yeah this shit is real real <laughs> well the storyline and relationships between the people is not necessarily real like you said they're best friends in her yeah. life in real but, life, at this time, they are best friends. They're still best friends to this day. So, yeah, it's it's a story that they're weaving, a narrative. Yeah, but like, but Bailey and her family had no idea Sasha was going to do that. Sasha had no idea oh, Sasha was yeah. going to do that. Of course, she, and and knowing that that girl is like training to be a wrestler now is like makes sense because she mm-hmm. totally she probably played it up because. She knew the cameras were on her. and No, at this time, she's not playing anything up. Oh, okay. She's just devastated that her favorite wrestler is getting fucking demolished. Yeah. I think and she got a like, ribbon taken. I think she's only like eight or nine at this. Yeah. yeah. I think she's eight. Kick her in the face! So what types of moves are like not permitted? Um, no dick kicks. Hmm. Most of the time, pulling hair is also not permitted, and they'll give you a warning, like, get off the hair, get off the hair. That's, like, a thing that refs will do. Um, you're not supposed to, like, te- like there's some leeway here, but, like, closed f- fist punching. Um, of course, no biting. <laughs> people try to, people do it, though. <laughs> wow. Oh, jeez. Jeez. The drama. Do you want to bring this to Oh. Let's go have one. 
Look at her. She's, oh, yeah, little girl. Adorable. She got her bow back on. She's like, you can do it. Oh, that is not a good position to be in. Oh, good dodge, though. I love uh, kicks to the face. Like, I, I don't know why, but those are my favorite so far. So has the moment that you were talking about, Anne, yeah, about that's... um, what was with the little girl, right? That yeah. that's the reason why it's your favorite like match. No, this isn't my favorite match. I think this is probably the most important match of the last ten years. Yes, that's what it was. So, and it's not because it's not because of that particular <laughs> moment. It's because of everything else that this match is. It's a women's main event on a men's card. It is mm -hmm. the first women's Iron Iron Man match. It is the first time in North America in about twenty years women's wrestling is being seen as an actual competition than as a sideshow meant to titillate. Oh, oh shit! I think that and this goes back to whole the whole like question of realness thing too is that the mm. stakes are real, the story is real, the bumps are real, yeah. like the, you know, so it's the audience reaction is real, like the mm -hmm. um it's just and the crowd is just the most the most important part of a wrestling match because the performance could be the best thing ever and if the crowd ain't into it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it true. just feels bad. Well, yeah. it's like uh, same with stand-up comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like, a good if you've got an, yeah, uh, like if your audience isn't into it, you'll bomb, no matter how good your material is. Yeah, but the important thing just happened in this match. The crowd just went from chanting "women's wrestling" to chanting "this is wrestling." Oh. and this is wrestling is like one of the like best chant, like the you know, most epic chants that an audience can do. Um, nice. But, you know, I think what it is, is it's sort of like co co uh, cooperative storytelling. Mm -hmm. in, yeah. Really... Mm -hmm. <laughs> Her scream. <laughs> I loved that. I mean, they do seem to be chanting Bailey a lot, which is really cool too. Yeah, which is which is part of the psychology of the match because they started out chanting for both of them. Now they're pretty much exclusively chanting for Bailey. Yeah, no, no, no for sure. Sasha is definitely the villain here. Yep. Oh yeah. And we're gonna try another one of those hits. Oh, 
Okay. What's yep. happening? Oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> those are two different things i don't know who that commentator is but saying who trained more and pure heart those are actually two different things <laughs> yes that's what he was saying so, i don't know oh okay. he's saying that's what it comes down to who trained more and who has more heart oh i thought he was saying that they were supposed to be like the same th oh Oh, shit. Does a pin count if it's outside the ring? No. Unless it's a false okay. count anywhere match, no. But uh, right now, nothing can happen. I mean, he can count them both out. It wouldn't make a difference. They'd each get a point. Mm -hmm. But Bailey was doing a callback to the previous match by slamming Sasha's hand on the, on the steps. Um, yeah. Sasha smashed oh, wow. Bailey's hand between the steps in the ring in the previous match. Yeah. Honestly, I was kind of expecting her to put her head in there because that's what Sasha had done earlier in this match. Yep. But she's just not that type of girl. Oh, what shit. What were you saying? All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the little girl's like, oh, fuck. Ah. That looks like it fucking hurts. <laughs> Ooh, next shot. <laughs> Ow! Oh. Dude, she is exhausted. Oh my god. They both yeah. are. <sighs> that throw looked like it could have easily gone really awry. Mm-hmm. So now they're counting down to see if she can get back in the ring, right? Yep. So does the countdown now stop because they're both out? Yep. Oh, okay, cool. I get you. Holy shit. Because if he were to count them both out, they'd just both get a point. It wouldn't make a difference. Right. For sure. Fuck. I do love, like, even just the skill of jumping through the ropes, I think is kind of interesting, right? Oh, yeah, because yeah. it's really easy to hook your toes on the ropes and hurt yourself badly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly, because, like, th then your face is just going to hit that floor. Mm-hmm.
I will say, like, the exhaustion, I guarantee... Probably real. <laughs> that's fucking real. Like, these yeah. two women, by the end of this, are exhausted. Well, and they're they're talking to each other, too. They're trying to set up the spot yeah. to make sure that it's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. Which I will say, that is one of the... I would think one of the advantages of, like, women's matches, especially with someone like Sasha, who has this very curtain-like hair, she can kind of hide some of the conversation that's happening. That's probably why a lot of wrestlers have long hair. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's dramatic, right? It's more mm -hmm. movement. Again, it, it's Ooh. more entertaining. Who is the guy? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember. He's an old school wrestler. Always had that fringe going. Mm. I can't even remember. There are so many was. people you could you could describe like that. So <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty big in the like fucking ever. Fringe is just great, okay? I'm kind of with the commentator. You can't yeah. fucking have a draw. You go until somebody pins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is going to be cool. Oh, jeez. Oh. The drama! Wow. The image of her hand reaching out from her mouth like that is mm -hmm. intense. Like a fist gag, like pulling her yeah. back. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, is it the oh the girls on the other side? Okay. Oh, and she whips her back. Oh, Shit. kicking her hand down like no, oh bitch! My can't God. touch the rope. Oh no! Oh, there you go. Oh, yes. Like the that was a fucking movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Paying off limb work from earlier. 
shit. Oh, yes! Oh, no. Oh, that's... That's hard to even watch. Oh, my God. Oh, look at that shoulder. Oh, jeez. Does that not count as a shoulder down? I'm confused about how that ended there. Sasha gave up in, in the Rings of Saturn. What does the Rings of Saturn mean? This hole that ba- the Bailey had her in. Yeah, with the two, with the one arm pinned under her leg and the other pinned like Sasha like, submitted. Pulled out she of tap- okay, yeah. okay. She 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 verbally gave up because she couldn't physically tap out because Bailey had her hands. I um, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, look at that guy! He's like, meh, boo. I'm with you. I wanted Sasha Sasha to win. Oh, no, I kind of like Disney Girl. She's good. Hmm. That was a good match. That was a really good match to watch. Mm like is every match as good as that <laughs> no <laughs> dang it every yeah, match with these really two fun. is this good so <laughs> that was le- legit fun to watch oh yeah I honestly think that coolest match was a fight happened. I think it was like in the first 10 minutes. That one was pretty cool too. Uh, but their, their use of corners, I found mm-hmm. very interesting. Now, of course, all wrestlers, I assume use corners quite well, but I think these two women in particular used it in some ways I hadn't seen now. That's cause I haven't watched much wrestling, but still it was cool. It's interesting there you that hear Bailey... say yes, yes, yes. She's giving up. Yeah. I mean, she had that one arm. I've uh, like super extended. This is also Sasha's farewell match for NXT. Look, she's so upset. Because you're going from this awesome environment to fucking work and Raw and SmackDown and it sucks. Uh, That's depressing. Well, and really, I mean, they just made history. Like, I mean, that's Stephanie McMahon right there. Like, the... And most of the NXT locker room is out. Like, this... Mm. Like, they knew, they knew, like, how good and historic this was. 
So who's this guy? That's Paul Levesque, Triple H. He is the guy who runs NXT. Um, mm. And this this is this is basically what his whole goal was was to get professional wrestling in North America back to being fucking professional wrestling and not mm-hmm. you know more bullshit. So NXT is well, like l- legit his baby. It also seems like, I mean, he obviously had both of these two women like coming into what you said was a male-dominated matchup, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah. Let me see so. if I can find. Let me see if I can find um, his um, speech from uh, Triple H Mayan Classic. This is the speech that he gave at the at, at the May Young Classic about, and this was a tournament WWE put on three years later. It's it's one of the mm-hmm. it's one of the best things to actually go back and rewatch. Um, and this is the speech that he gave about why the why doing a tournament of women's wrestling was so important. That's a cool uh, trophy. Oh. Again, his stated goal of NXT was mm-hmm. really to elevate women's wrestling. And it's one of the reasons why, I mean, and it was already elevated in Japan, but in the nineties, because of when wrestling got popular, when people like Jim Cornette think it was good, uh, it was, it was a fucking shit storm of sexism and boob matches and, uh, people who looked impressive, but couldn't work at all. Mm -hmm. And so now we're in the work rate era of wrestling and, you see, you see matches like these, and you see matches like, like we could play you uh, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker, or my personal favorite, which is um, Penelope Ford and the Bunny versus Anna Jay and Ty Conti. Um, actually, just for just just for uh, the Bunny's blood mask. I think you've showed me this one. I have. Because um, the name of the Sasha name sounded really familiar 
Penelope Ford, Bunny, Ty Conti. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, what the fuck? Anytime chairs get involved, I get so nervous. Mm-hmm. Because those fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. I've been hit with a chair. Like, not, like, full-on force, but, like, yeah. So is this, like, why does her face look like that? Oh, my she's God. Bleeding. Is she actually bleeding? Like, that's yes. not, um... Oh, this is okay. actual blood. Fuck. Jeez. That's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Faces do bleed a lot. <laughs> it's true. I mean, no amount of blood is nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a tag team, isn't it? But because I of that, women punches, get to do dude. matches like these, like these now. Which is fucking cool. Holy shit. <laughs> look at look at look at look at the look she's giving as she's bleeding. It's maniacal. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's so fucking cool. Like she's crazy. Who is mm -hmm. this? That's the bunny. <laughs> uh she's great. I I I love slightly unhinged people. <laughs> I also love her outfit. <laughs> Look at her, she's great. Oh my god. <laughs> That's warranted. <laughs> but the point, and I know South has to go in a minute or two because uh, you've got to make a phone call. Uh, the point is, we don't get this match without. Bailey and Sasha, yeah, which right. really kind of changed the public perception, and so the whole the the whole kind of coolness of this is that now anybody can fucking do this. You know, mm -hmm. you don't you're not you're not bound by you know the bullshit. Um, so so how long is your phone call going to be? Do you think? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I I hadn't realized we were going to go this long. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um How about you how about you collect your thoughts and you ping us and we'll do back to back shows tonight whenever you're whenever you're ready. Okay. Um I I wouldn't my mom just got out of the hospital, so okay. I, yeah, is, is why it's important. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise that's... I I wouldn't make you guys sit around and wait for me. We I'm can sorry. do other things, and you can ping all of us, and we can come back and 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 watch you know, and and talk about uh, did this work? Are you are you interested and curious to see more? Okay. Well, the answer to that is yes, but we well, can course. talk more in, more in depth about it. All right. I'll see you yeah. guys in a, in a little bit. All right. So, um, 
Beth, you want to watch the rest of this? That was delightful. I do. If, if if you're not needing to rush away, I do. I don't need to rush this, away. This is... And this is just a clip of a match, so. Yeah. Yeah. When Emily got me into AEW, there were two characters. I was like, I need to know more about these characters just based on how they look. One of them was the bunny. The other one was a young guy named Hook. Just the mm. way they looked was so fucking cool. I'm like, she just like yeets it. She's like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Oh my gosh. Oh. Me. What is that? Thumbtacks? Mm-hmm. Why? Because. Ugh. That just, oh, I hate that. Oh, geez. Have you ever been to a match like this live? Nope, I've never been to a match live, so. Emily's been to matches live. Yeah, it's awesome seeing it live. Oh, fuck! (laughs) Oh, I hate that. Oh, Oh, I love these kind of matches. (laughs) Do you really? Emily is a deathmatch aficionado. Oh, that just, like, these just physically hurt me. And you can even, like, see them sticking into her. Yeah, that's why they keep um, medical personnel on staff that are waiting in the back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that trip was pretty funny. Oh! Yeah. And the great thing about this is that someone like Penelope Ford 10 years ago wouldn't have gotten looked at for her athleticism. She would have gotten looked at for her boob job. Right. Oh, of course. I'll be honest. That's something that, like, if you look at me, Mm. fuck, 10 years ago, I used to judge people if they had gotten a boob job. Like, that was something that was really, like... Well, what I'm as, saying is they'd, they'd, they'd only be judging the fact that she had big tits. They wouldn't care about anything right. else. They would exactly. just put her in the skimpiest fucking outfit. They'd never let her wrestle a match like this. 
she'd just be a and not take her seriously. Yeah. And the yeah. commentary team does not in AEW. The commentary team does not say stuff about women's bodies. So. Oh shit. Yeah. No. It it does for sure. This move she's doing is called the Queen Slayer. Hell yes. That is okay, that is a good move. Mm-hmm. So how do uh Duo fights like this work. What are they called? You called them something Tag team else. matches. Tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that yeah. work? So in the standard tag team match, you tag in and out. You have to be holding the ta- you have to be holding a rope that's attached to the top turnbuckle in your corner, and then you have to tag hand to hand. Those rules get fudged a lot depending on the strictness that they choose to adhere to and whatever promotion that you're in. And then you have a five count to do a double team move before the person who tagged out has to leave the ring. Um, you also have matches like this because it's a street fight, there's no, there's no disqualifications, there's no rules, or a lights out match, which means it does not count in the standings for AEW's uh, sports-like presentation. Um, people have to like, uh, just win at any cost. And so they don't have to tag in and out, which is also in a regular tag tag match called a tornado tag match. So there's a lot of different stuff that goes on with it. One of my criticisms sometimes of AEW is they don't really hold to the rules in tag team wrestling, which can undo some of it, but at least they have like, you know, good tag team matches. That's the New Japan influence. Their tag matches yeah. are more like um, the mm-hmm. tag matches in New Japan. So if you're not used to like I yeah I totally get it like it's yeah. it's very different than than uh, classic tag or WWE tag so yeah but WWE isn't even a good example of what I'm talking about because what I'm talking about is more akin to 80s tag matches with like the Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express which were all about you know having these rules puts limitations mm-hmm. because the baby faces don't cheat and the heels do. And so what you what you're trying to build to, and one one of the things that makes tag team wrestling so great is you have one baby face who's getting worked over, worked over, worked over, and then he gets the hot tag to his partner who comes in fresh and changes the whole momentum of the match. That only works if you follow rules. Um, and so it's harder to do it. It's harder to do it without without those rules. But in a new Japan match where tag rules are much more lax, refs are more likely to give leeway. Um, then you have opportunities for more spots. You have opportunities to do more interesting uh, things athletically that can also advance the story in a different direction. So, if that makes sense. But yeah, in this, no, it definitely in th- does. In this match, it's a street fight. There are no rules. So they don't have to tag in and out. They can all be in together. Um, just whatever's go- whatever goes. It's a street, uh, 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 street fight, lights out match. And it's a, it's a it's a match that you if you do it all the time it kind of loses its punch 
but when you're blowing off a feud like they were doing with this, because Anna Jay and Ty Conti had been feuding with, feuding with Penelope Ford and the Bunny for months at this point, and building and building and building, and just their hatred kept building and building and building until they blow it off in this match. Mm-hmm. And then they go their separate ways and start new feuds, and you continue telling the story. Right, because of course. Yep. All right. Um, do you want to keep watching stuff? Emily, do you want to keep watching stuff? Or do we want to take a break and do other stuff? Or? I I have to do some other things, actually. Okay. Um, but this was absolutely delightful. Do you want to come back and talk about it for for an episode as soon as uh, Seth's able to come back? Or? Um, send me a message and I'll see if I'm available. I'm, okay. I might. And I might not. Okay. Missed, missed talking to you so horribly. Um, Where have it, you been? For to hear, Go ahead. Uh, in Kansas City. I miss no. you guys both. We miss you. This is this was just fun. Like, we need to just do a night where we, like, watch some stuff. Yep. Random fucking shit. I don't care. We could do that tonight. <laughs> if Please. I... Uh, or did not night, have or already plans with Ryan. I would totally be down. All right. We should plan a uh, Friday night because then Lily can join us. Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing next Friday? Uh, usually recording a show, but then we can do shit after that. Yeah, we could do stuff. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, so. So. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll see if Ryan w- will want to come too. All right. So we'll we'll stop it here. I'm gonna stop Craig and I'm gonna see what he ended up recording. <laughs>